Hey everyone and welcome to the Birthing Goddess podcast. I'm your host Fatima and today we are going to be doing a special episode. I am going to be talking about my first birth uh, with my husband actually, Croydon, who is here and we're going to be talking about that first birth um, with our baby Zephyr. So a very, very special episode and I want to welcome Croydon. Hey listeners, Croydon here. I'm going to be the co-host of the special episode. But before we dive into the episode, do me a quick favor. Click in the description. You'll see the amazing free ebook that Fatima wrote, 22 pages of full detail, the ultimate guide to planning a home birth. Get that. It's free uh, and share it. Share it with as many people as you can. Share this episode with as many as you can. Put in a review if you feel like this is a good episode and let's get the home birth experience. Every woman should be having a home birth. It's uh, the, the best journey I believe for every woman should have. So the more we get it shared out to, to uh, the people that we care about um, would mean a lot to me as well as to the amazing Fatima as well. So Shall we dive into the episode? Yes, let's just do that. Okay, well, let's start with the first question. Was this a planned pregnancy, Fatima? A hundred percent, yes. So probably about three or four months um, leading up to the conception, um, yeah, I decided to get off the contraceptive pill uh, and... Yeah, my sister actually told me like it's really important that your body adjusts and um, because I had been taking that pill for quite a number of years and I wanted just to get off that pill and just let my body, um, you know, be all natural. So I went to a naturopath. She prescribed me, not prescribed me, but um, made me um, some herbs. She was kind of like a witch and just like, you know, put all these herbs together it tasted disgusting, um, but I took that like every day for three months. I just wanted to get in prime condition for my body, for this amazing conception, conscious conception. Um, so I did that for three months. And mm-hmm. um, then one day we were at Crystal Castle. I remember this day vividly. We were um, there and we had just heard the news that my sister had birth- birthed her firstborn baby girl. And I was just so excited for her. Um, yeah, it just gets me kind of emotional thinking about it because such a special moment for her. And I was lying down on the grass in Crystal at Crystal Castle and I just knew, like, I just had this knowing. I'm like, oh, my God, I am now ready to go. Like, mm-hmm. let's do it. And I looked at you and I'm like, let's make a baby. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready. Because at be- before then, I didn't know the exact time that we would actually be ready. Yeah. Um, like I've always been maternal. Um, I knew I wanted to be a mother, but, you know, I'm glad that I went through, you know, that stage of going to uni and traveling, going to Japan, going back to uni. Um, and we owned three fitness studios uh, so in that business um, section of life. Uh, and then I felt really ready at the age of, I think I was 29. Yeah, mm-hmm. 29. I was like, I'm ready to go. So I looked at you. I'm like, let's make a baby. Like, I'm so ready in my gut. I knew that was the day. So I think it was that day we went back home and made a baby. Yeah. And I think the, the key to this as well is not everyone 
you know, has, has they have their own experience and they have their own sort of planning. But I think for us, we, we've been together for so long and I think we actually sort of really put things into detail when we make some big decisions because, you know, starting a business, that was like our first baby, right? Yeah, it's a it big call. And so, um, you know, just understanding the the journey that you have to take when it comes to you know starting a family what does that look like and really sort of planning that out and communicating that together i think that was really important and uh yeah i just thought that would be something that would share now i know zephyr is now three and a half years old so it's the years are, are going by fast so take me back to the time when you fell pregnant that journey how was your pregnancy like let's let's go through that phase yeah my pregnancy was like amazing the start obviously the first trimester um i had a bit of nausea well hold on remember the day that we found out you were pregnant that was quite a funny actually moment. can we quickly go back to the day that we conceived i just oh, want to sure. tell a really funny story mm -hmm. um because I had been watching Jane the Virgin. I don't know if any of you ladies have watched that um, Netflix series, but I was obsessed at the time. I think I watched it like three times over and over. Anyway, there was this one episode where um, one of the ladies, she um, takes her ex-husband's sperm and inseminates herself and then lies down um, with her legs up. So I decided to do that <laughs> that first time. And I remember being on the bolster with my legs up in the air. And I was like, just let me have some minutes here. It's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, that was the day that we actually conceived him. That first yeah. time. That first time ever. Um, and I feel like because I really prepped my body, um, you know, going to the naturopath, being on these herbs for months, cutting, um, you know, crap out of my body and being very conscious of the conception like we're in the amazing crystal castle for god's sakes like that's just yeah really spiritual place grateful manifesting for those ladies that don't know they've got a manifestation tree so um been there twice put my wishes on there to have a baby um and it works so mm. anyway i wanted to say that and um yeah the gender reveal um was cool but yeah, can I talk about the first trimester before the gender reveal? Because I think gender reveal was about 20, 20 weeks. Yeah, I mean, but <clears> also <throat> if we think about finding out when you were pregnant, like oh, that's quite oh, a... the, Sorry, not the gender reveal, finding, finding out, out the day. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you were overseas. Where were you? I have no idea. You were like Antarctica. I think you are in... No, no, no. no. Oh, that was when you were pregnant. Okay, I think so... I'd just come back from the States or something. Yeah, so he was on a big trip. He came back. Um, and I'm not sure if I was feeling, um, I think I was feeling kind of tired or something like I could just tell my body wasn't the normal self and you were the one that was like, I'm, I might go out and buy. No, you told me to go oh, get did one. I? and I was okay. so jet lagged and oh. I was like, all right, I'll go get one. I remember going up and I had a nap while you were to gone. the Varsity Lakes pharmacy walking in there. And I'm um, looking through the aisles and a lady yells out from behind the counter, <laughs> You are you right there, sir? Are you looking for something? And I'm in the pregnancy section. Uh yeah, sort of looking for a pregnancy test. 
So yeah, that was quite a nerve-wracking, uh, awkward sort of moment oh, for me going through that when everyone's looking at me. I'm just like, yeah. Anyway, so got the. I think what was the brand? Blue something blue. So good. I only go by those ones. Yeah, that was it. It's good. like it says either pregnant or not pregnant, yeah. and it's not one of those line things. Yeah, You're yeah. not sure. Um, yeah. I think they don't give me luck. The ones that are digital yeah. give me luck for yeah, whatever reason. Right. Um, anyway bought it back and then oh man and then i took the test and then i put it down Mm -hmm. on the um tall boy Mm -hmm. and i was like let's film this like Mm. you know it would just be funny to film And oh, I remember you. You were like, no, I don't want to be in the video. You were so like adamant that you would not be on camera. I'm like, hey, fine. Jet can do that too. I'm like, though. fine. Don't worry about you. Like, I'll just you know have a look and I'll just be on the one on camera. So anyway, like a few minutes pass, and I'm like, oh, I was so nervous. I I can feel it. Like mm. I just going back into that time, I was so nervous, and I felt butterflies. I'm like, okay. And I was talking to you, and we've got this mm-hmm. all filmed. Um, mm. I think it's in my Instagram posts, but um, yeah, I look at it and I'm like, oh my god! Like I just burst out crying. It was like the best moment ever. Oh, yeah, and I jumped out that. of the bed from slowly falling asleep, jumped out of bed, and was like, wow! And it's, that's just that that special moment of like yeah. it's happening. Uh, it's pretty oh cool. God. And mm. I remember going, because um, I had to teach dance, because I'm a dance teacher, and I had to go and teach a bachata class, and I was just so excited mm. that night, and I, I think someone was even like, oh, you, you're glowing tonight, I'm like, oh, I don't want to say, well, I just found out I was, I'm mm. pregnant, mm. <laughs> but yeah, that was such a special moment, and like, if you haven't, um, yeah, if you want to do something like that, it's something cool to do for the future you know if you wanted to find out mm. you're pregnant and just mm-hmm. film yourself who knows yeah but anyway um yeah going back to my pregnancy first trimester was i was pretty nauseous but never spewed i didn't no. spew once no. um i did crave mcdonald's that was like my craving oh my god carbs 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 um, I don't know if you know this bread called pandisal. It's a Filipino bread. But That's right. I would go out and buy that. But everything bread, like bread, bread, uh, carbs. And, yeah, I just had to eat carbs, like especially McDonald, um, McDonald's, what's it called, um, McMuffins or hash, or hash browns for sure were my go-to. They just made me feel so much better. So I remember getting them after dance. Um, teaching and um, I'd be there at like 10 10 30 at night just getting my McDonald's but I would always be so embarrassed because we owned like two fitness studios at that time and I don't want to be seen or caught <laughs> at McDonald's <laughs> at that time of the night or <laughs> any time actually because not really good look but anyway um, I just went anyway so yeah first trimester um, okay at 12 weeks we did the test um you know to find out if there's any abnormalities in your pregnancy mm-hmm. um and that was one of the kind of um scary parts because our test actually came back um abnormal wasn't it no the was test it? back it was that this is where it became like where this fear started to kick in because mm. it was a voice message on your phone saying mm. um, we've got your test results yes that's right and we need to see you 
urgently. And it was at night time. Yeah, it was like And I couldn't call I them back. I was like, are you serious? And I just cried and mm. cried. And I just was like, oh my God, we're going to have a baby that's, you know, not normal. Like it's going to have something wrong with it or... Mm. I'm going to lose this baby. Yeah. Um, so I had to go to sleep. Yeah, that was And tough. I couldn't even sleep that night. I was just like, yeah, mm. I was not in a good place. Um, yeah, so. so I recommend anyone, if you're going to share results, <laughs> not, not to say that it's uh, urgent because when we finally called up first thing in the morning, they're mm. like, oh, okay, yeah, when would you like to come in? It's not so bad. No, my... Um, my midwife, my second midwife, actually, um, I was able to get hold of her, and she was like, "Oh, it should be fine, but yeah, like um, we won't know until the next day." So that oh, wasn't yeah. really comforting, but mm. yeah, like uh, I just that was one of the things that gave me a lot of fear, to be honest. Yeah, that that definitely was a, a challenge mentally, and put put us in a, a tough spot. So yeah, well, well, tell me, like, who did you choose? Um, as your healthcare provider so interesting so when i was probably about eight or nine weeks quite early on i met up with um kind of acquaintance slash friend more of acquaintance to be honest um and she told me that uh well she had given birth and she went through a independent midwife mm. um and i liked the sound of that because she was telling me how it gave her that continuity of care throughout her pregnancy and postpartum um she birthed in a hospital but had that private midwife come to the hospital and be by her side uh so at that at that time i was like okay this sounds like me um i talked to you about it Mm -hmm. and i knew there was a big cost involved um with the private midwife i think it was about five thousand so we did talk about that luckily we had that money at the time uh, and so we went with a private midwife. So um, on the Gold Coast, it's not available anymore, but there was a small group of midwives and it was kind of like a business. And so we went there and had our first appointment. I remember I rang them up pretty much straight away because my friend was like, make sure you ring them as soon as possible because they get booked out so early. As soon as you pee on the stick. And this goes for anyone that is, um, thinking about having a private midwife, independent midwife, please, please don't leave it till later because they do get booked out so quickly because they're so in demand. Um, that's my advice. But anyway, we pretty much were there before I was 12 weeks for a, our first appointment. And um, yeah, the lady that my friend went with, she was not available. She wasn't taking any more bookings because she mm-hmm. was full. So we had a interview with this other midwife. Um, to be honest, I didn't click with her first of all, and I, um, yeah, I just decided, oh, I don't think she's the right fit for us. And luckily, there was another third midwife who was at the practice, um, and we went to have an interview with her, and we really got along with her. Actually, she kind of knew Croydon remember mm. she knew you I think you had trained her back in the day um so we yeah, kind of had that me rapport personal trained or yeah. someone else or I might have filled in for one of the trainers and that but yeah yeah so we had that kind of rapport which was nice she was like more gentle like 
more like approachable kind of a midwife or person in general and had like just that nice gentle energy so I really felt that she was the one so we went with her and um yeah we were were with her the whole entire pregnancy and um yeah and then so second trimester of my pregnancy was probably the best I felt amazing I was still dancing uh, teaching dancing I actually had my last competition at 13 weeks pregnant I um, am a competitive salsa bachata dancer so that was my last competition and I just remember you know all the trainings leading up to that day I was just feeling so nauseous and fatigued and sick by push through uh, and I think we got did we win or we got second place I think no second place because my foot came off the freaking floor (laughs) um yeah so anyway yeah it was a good result and I kept dancing um then I went for the second scan at like 20 weeks yeah I mean before that did you had you thought much about where you wanted to birth like we oh, I of... always knew that we were going to birth in a hospital because yeah. um, that's all I knew. Like I had not mm. known anyone that had done a home birth or a free birth or anything like that. So that was always my go-to. Mm. Um, with both of our families, there's a lot of fear in birth. Um, my mum had two C-sections. So my sister was a C-section and I was as well. And my mum witnessed a tragic home birth where her older sister gave birth to a stillborn at home, um, which I didn't know about that one until after I gave birth, which is, thank God, I didn't know before I had my home birth. And then you, your mum has had a lot of miscarriages and also a stillborn baby at full term. So. Mm from both of our sides of our family lots of fear holy moly like so much fear about birth so um yeah like that was that was what was going on um so yeah we planned to we we i think we had booked the birth center yeah we had booked so when we um you know um go to the midwife yeah we went to the midwife appointment she already booked us into the hospital which was the gold coast hospital it's the public one um so we knew that we were gonna be there and she was gonna come with us so that was always our plan from the start we were mm-hmm. we had our independent midwife we were going to birth in a hospital that's yep. what we, we knew yeah um going back to the pregnancy <clears throat> at 20 weeks we had that second scan and they found yep. out i had placenta previa which means the placenta is anterior which is at the front of the baby and um yeah it was kind of scary for me because my midwife said i might have to have a c-section so for how many weeks is that like 12 weeks from you know 20 weeks from when i found out to 32 um she said it might might move but it might not so worst case scenario you'll have a planned c-section uh and if it, it has moved um then you can birth naturally so i was still dancing um but then she also recommended that i stop dancing um to to help it like move i think 
I'm not that sure and why. to sort of like relax your body because oh, I remember yeah, she was meaning like pelvis. yeah a lot of people that work out or you know their pelvic fork yes, and the muscles around yes. it can be quite tight, tight yeah people who are quite athletic or dancers especially dancers they have um more tighter muscles around that pelvic floor area mm-hmm. so yeah she kind of gave me fear again and said um it's probably best i stopped doing kind of any exercise so i stopped everything i was doing basically like boot camp and dancing at 29 weeks which was so sad because i wanted to keep going but um that was her recommendation uh so i just went with her because i didn't know anything else um but anyway, at 29 weeks, we started our Before, hypnobirth. And we also knew the agenda too. Oh, sorry. We'll go back to that because that happened at 20 weeks. So yep. we wanted to find out the gender for yep. sure. First baby. And for me, I need to know everything. <laughs> so that was really exciting. Croydon and I found out at the scan mm-hmm. together privately. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't tell anyone um and we decided to have a gender reveal with our family and friends so that was quite special because we Mm. were the only ones that knew and we had these kind of poppers um we bought these blue poppers so once everyone popped it it blue confetti whatever came out um so that happened at burley hill we had a big group of people come and celebrate that which was so special um and yeah, I love everything to do with pregnancy and everything like that. And just celebrating anything in general is such a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. So we knew the gender. It was a boy, super excited. Um, we had no preference, boy or girl, first baby. We didn't really care, to be honest. Um, just happy that, um, yeah, it was going to be healthy. So 29 weeks, I stopped dancing and teaching, stopped kind of exercising really like any kind of intense cut like Mm -hmm. strength based exercise um and started doing more yoga which i've always been a yogi for last probably 11 years um and i just continued that so um at 29 weeks we started hypnobirthing a course so my sister told me about hypnobirthing she had done it she did it over like two weekends but this course was going to run um like a Thursday or something once a week for six weeks for six weeks which I actually like better because um just gave you more time to sink that information in mm-hmm. so we made it our annual um well not annual sorry weekly date night to Bi-weekly, go weekly wasn't it was it every two weeks no every week oh it was week. we did go on a um baby moon so that's why we um, missed out some weeks but yeah we went there and we really enjoyed it because we didn't know anything to be honest we were so naive we didn't even know yeah. what a freaking placenta was um mm. and it just really gave us the information the tools to be informed as mm. birthers you know yeah i mean my my point of view i think that was the game changer from a male's perspective like mm. i didn't feel like i needed to to play much of a role and until that hypnobirthing class that's when i was like whoa there's a lot to this i need to play a bigger part in this i need to be more educated and Mm. i got more involved and yeah i was like understood the journey and the the excitement around it and yeah so that was the for any male that might be listening to this or if you've got a husband or a partner tell them to 
to listen to this part because it's really guys need to play a, they play a massive role in this and you need to be that support person so yeah mm. hypnobirthing was a big part and I think especially for first-time parents mm. um mm-hmm. you know a lot of people go to still to those what's it called like how to change oh, yeah. all those um yeah, child yeah. bearing classes or I don't mm-hmm. know education classes like yeah you don't need to know that like you need to know how to birth before you need mm. to know how to change a nappy to be honest yeah. um so yeah if you're a first time birther I think I recommend definitely doing some kind of course like that mm-hmm. whether it be hypnobirthing or getting a pregnancy and birth coach or something yeah to get you informed um reading, with reading birth, books reading books yeah youtube huge. i yeah. remember watching you know the yes. weekly youtube videos of like seeing the the journey week by week of mm. the baby how it's growing and things like that so exactly and i just want to say that i remember one week in the course um the teacher asked us what kind of birth that we would like everyone kind of picked the hospital route and Mm. I didn't even like this other girl in the class she actually reminded me later on after we birthed that you were the only one in the Mm. class not even me like you that Mm -hmm. was was like I am at the other end of the spectrum I like like the home birth or Mm -hmm. like the natural way and um and I can remember, I can recall it, but she was the one that reminded me. So that was quite interesting to go back and think about that. Um, but I said it and then it was forgotten. Yeah, it was know? forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> it was like never came up again. Yes. Um, but that's when we started to do our perennial massage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for those people that don't know about this massage, it's just about stretching those perennial muscles. Um and for me, as a first-time birther, it, like, honestly, it was so painful when you were doing that. We mm. probably did that how many times? It was probably from, like, 30, con- 30 weeks. 30 no, weeks. 30 weeks. Oh, it was right, from yeah. our baby moon in Vanuatu. I think 29 even, or 30. No, 30. And we were pretty consistent at yeah. least three times a week. And oh, yeah. it hurt, like, how, like, birth is nothing compared to what you were doing down there in Massachusetts. And it's not a fun massage, like it's just, yeah, intense. But the huge part of that was I was able to really concentrate on my breathing. Do you remember? Yeah, that's like right. I was yeah. just constant. I put on my playlist yeah. and I was just breathing while you were stretching these muscles down there. And I was like, oh my God. But I was just deep breathing. And everything I knew about the breath, that's where I like really um rehearsed it and practiced it yeah it's funny now that we're bringing it up because (laughs) because i could feel the the muscles that you Mm. were able to control so when you were tense i could feel those muscles like push back at my fingers Mm. but when you were using your breath and you were able to relax a lot more so yeah it's funny that you bring it up now because i could actually really feel the benefits of your breathing how much you're able to relax those mm. muscles so that just through the breath alone mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. how powerful your breath yep. can be so that was quite interesting that would be our kind of nightly three times a week or whatever four times a week yep. more, more so leading up to the birth um we were super consistent with that mm-hmm. and it just really like taught me like how to even i don't know just um be more aware of what's happening down there to be mm-hmm. honest so mm-hmm. i really recommend that first time birthers for sure um to do that 
so much second time but definitely first time and um yeah what else yeah well later on in, in the <clears throat> journey well let's let's talk about like how, the more about how how you prepped mm-hmm. how did you prep for the birth yeah so obviously i had a lot of fear as i said before about birth um just from stories from other people uh family like generations and it was in me like i was just so fearful um about the pain about maybe having a c-section about my Mm. body changing oh my god like yeah i can remember being at dance and i was saying to other um colleagues i was like oh my god just one day I want a baby, but I'm just so fearful of my body changing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, don't worry. Like, you'll just snap back to normal. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to think about that. But, yeah, when you when you have never been through that process, oh, my God, you're just so fearful about your body becoming larger and um, everything stretching and stretch marks. Um, but, mm-hmm. obviously, I ended up falling in love with pregnancy. So that didn't matter. But, um, yeah, I had a lot of fear. Mm-hmm lot of fear so i had to really overcome that and i actually started having massages with a local masseuse who's a healer um she became kind of like a mentor as well so that was even before i got pregnant and i became um really consistent i went to her weekly for a pregnancy massage she did massage for pregnant people as well um and through that i got to chat to her about my fears so she was mm. able to be that kind of mental counselor in a way um healer um and she could feel the energy of the baby she could feel what i was feeling um so it was really good so i did that i also did um floats at the floating center they have beautiful mm-hmm. float tanks um, full of magnesium that was super relaxing so i probably did that a bunch of times um I started doing Cairo. This was one of the best things I've done in my life. But I started when I was pregnant at like 29 weeks. And I went weekly. It was amazing. He got my body in line for my birth in alignment. Uh, And I wish I went there before. Yeah, wait, years before. That was probably one of my biggest life regrets is not going to Cairo sooner. Uh, and I also continued, as I said, with yoga and, um, the yoga studio I was going to, which is located on the Gold Coast, um, the yoga teacher, it was male, he was so good and it wasn't like a pregnancy yoga class because I had practiced yoga for so many years before then, but I just went to a normal class and just modified it. He helped me modify poses. Um, but he was huge on breath like I've never met a teacher that was like you know I can't hear you breathing like breathe louder Um, and honestly like I feel like that really helped me with the birth like just being super super consistent of like being aware of my breath and in those classes I was pretty consistent about going probably at least three four times a week he was just so like fixated on breathing and being super deep with the breath um so i loved that and what else did i do in lead up obviously hypnobirthing meditation at night i did chanting which was so good just to really um yeah just realign my 
energy centers in my body. It's really great for that. Chakras. Chakras, Chakras. yes. Um, and obviously perennial massage. That was amazing. But yeah, I did a lot of things. I like prepped as if it was like I'm prepping for a big exam or like I was doing a degree mm -hmm. um, at uni. So I think, yeah, the downfall of, I, I think why people have maybe not so of a good experience of birth is because they haven't really prepped for the birth. Uh, but it's so crucial, like super crucial. And I, I do enjoy this prep. I love it. Like I've learned to really enjoy it. Um, especially because I know you can get such an amazing result that you will, um, you'll have that one of the best days of your life. So why wouldn't you, you know, like this is better than a wedding. Like we've been married. I, <laughs> sorry mm -hmm. to say this is like the best day ever. Mm -hmm. So um, I did a lot of things. We did go on a baby moon to Vanuatu at 30 weeks. That mm -hmm. was beautiful, super relaxing. Um, just connecting with you was so nice, just because um, we were really busy with having two businesses. Um, I did get offered a mother's blessing. So one of my friends, Sarah, she's one of my beautiful longtime friends. She offered to host a mother's blessing for me at 36 weeks pregnant. I absolutely loved it. I felt so empowered. Um, I felt like I had my tribe of, you know, friends around me. Um, and that's how, like, um, probably later on I'll share how I got into Mother's Blessing um, ceremonies. But, yeah, that was my first kind of experience of a Mother's Blessing. And that really helped me prep for the birth. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. That and was... then our, our <clears throat> last our last uh sort of meeting with the mid the midwife mm. was so, a bit of a, a pretty big turning point i guess yeah so coming into the third trimester i'll talk a little bit about that um i was really slowing down as i said i wasn't doing any like high level activity no dancing no boot camp or anything like that um so at how many weeks was i 30 38 39. No, 39. 39 weeks and like four days pregnant. Like, you know, almost about to have this baby. Could have had this baby by then. Uh, I went in for my last midwife appointment. Um, and it was super interesting because two weeks before this, um, I had seen one of her clients, her other client's birth. And it was on Instagram. Um, and she had this empowering home birth experience and yeah she was just so amazing and I was like wow that's that's really cool and so I just asked her I said oh I think I saw one of your clients um, recently have a home birth um, can you just like quickly tell me like what's the difference between a home birth and a hospital birth and she, her eyes lit up and she was like, oh my God, it's like chalk and cheese. Like it's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And she went on and on and on. And she was just like, I've never seen her eyes like that. And she was so excited to talk about home birth. And then Croydon, you kind of like, I could feel your energy and you were getting excited and you kind of started talking with her. And, mm. and then I kind of felt like an outsider. I'm like... Okay, there's these two people getting excited, like really, you know, like excited about home birth, talking about it. 
And then all of a sudden, Rosie, um, my midwife, she was like, oh, I've got a um, brand new birth pool at the back of my boot. She just said it super casually, just like that. She was like, oh, you can take it home and just, if you decide to have a home birth, like, just let me know and we can have a home birth. I'm like, God, like, can you just change your mind at, like, three days before your actual due date? I'm like, what the hell? And I was like, ah, okay. So we took the birth pool, well, you took it, and Mm. then on the car ride home, this is the crazy part. You're like, yeah, let's do it. Come on, remember? (laughs) You were so excited. Well, because the way she said it was like, I mean, if it's a hospital birth, you're still laboring at home, and then you drive into the hospital to Mm. give birth. And I was like, and she's like, at home, you're just laboring at home, and then you have the baby at home. I'm like, it just sounds way more convenient. (laughs) Mm. So, yeah, anyway, Croydon was on board, um, our midwife was on board, and the only person at that stage was me Mm -hmm. so on the car ride home because of your energy and your excitement i kind of like okay let's let's do this let's just have a home Mm. (laughs) anyway so we made our mind up 39 weeks four days pregnant from we changed our mind from hospital birth to home birth Mm -hmm. it was absolutely crazy um so my mum was meant to come to the birth five days after I birth. So I, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to be birthing at 40 weeks, right on 40 weeks. So you can come at 40 plus five. Um, so she was coming from New Zealand. So anyway, we um, we were trying to prepare for this home birth. We had the pool, blah, blah, blah. Oh, we told we told her that we're go- we've decided that we're going to have a home birth. Yeah, we told her. And she said that, okay. She would send us a list of what supplies yeah that's right yeah, no she, she didn't even say that no no did she, she did she, she, did. she forgot it. it yeah so she forgot to send the list um so we thought we were all prepared so it was already <laughs> what past 40 weeks it was yeah. 40 weeks and like just say three days i uh, know four days maybe mm. five days i think 40 weeks four days past due date yeah um, she came over for a visit mm. home birth. She was like, where's all your supplies? Like, where's all your towels? Like, there's nothing mm. here. Where's the hose? Like, we're like, what? <laughs> she was like, did I not send you the list? We are like, no. no. We are like, we've got our pool. Can't you see this amazing pool and the fairy lights and affirmations? <laughs> she was like, no. Like, you need so much more. So yeah. there was a huge list on the list that she was meant yeah. to send us. And I went straight to Bunnings um, when I got that list. It was so crazy. So my mum had just arrived. It was a Wednesday. So she arrived on the Thursday. This is now, yeah, 40 weeks, six days. Um, we quickly rushed out on the Thursday. Mm. Guys, Thursday. <laughs> rushed out to get all the supplies. Like, we had nothing. And um, trying to get the towels and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, I just want to quickly add that um, one of my fears was having my mum there I didn't want her there at the birth um, because she had so much fear and her energy is not like calming. So yeah, so that was also like still I was fearful like in the lead up to that birth. I was still having fear like, but luckily I was able to work with um, someone to kind of break through that fear um, around the 40 week mark. But anyway, my mum arrived on the Wednesday. Um, We started getting supplies on Thursday when we found the list. Yeah, and then and even on the list, she was like, "Oh, you need um, snacks and tea, coffee for all the midwives." So we (laughs) stressing around. We've got to put on a spread. (laughs) 
and me being such a host, I was like, oh, jeez, I've got to make these banana muffins. <laughs> so I started baking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on that Thursday night, that's when I started going into labor. Yeah. That was a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So we finally were prepared. Okay, so it was like it meant to be. Like the so baby. What was it? 40 weeks and six five, days. Six days. Six days 40 weeks is when I actually started going into labor. Um, so this baby knew that we weren't prepared and was waiting, obviously, for you know, the green light. So we had the green light. Um, that night, around 10.30, 10 o'clock, I started feeling something going on in my belly. I'm like, oh, I feel like this is, could be it because I haven't felt these kinds of sensations in my belly. So for me, Croydon got a good sleep that night, but I couldn't really sleep that night. So that night I was kind of like first first stage of labor, basically. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Friday morning, we thought, why not? Oh, I needed it. I was like, Croydon, can you go get my push present? Mm. And my push present was going to be a brand new iPhone. And I really wanted it for the birth. Um, so, yeah. So, we were going to get that. And I told you to go and get that. Um, but quickly backtracking, I forgot to mention that um, around 36 weeks, I had a knowing that this birth needed to be documented. So, I... Um, I tried to hunt around for a birth videographer that would be available or photographer. Um, ended up finding one. Um, and so she she knew that um, she was going to be at my birth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, going back to the story, yeah, I we went to Burley Hill because my yep. friend Sheila said that um, hill walks are really good for labor mm-hmm. or like to start to really kick things off in labor. And at that point, I didn't even know I was in labor. I was mm. like, oh, this is just sensations going on. Like, you yeah. know, I, we never said, oh, I'm in labor. It wasn't like that. So we went for a Burley Hill walk. Yep. I just kept stopping, I remember, yep. um, during the walk and just breathing. We stopped at TK Maxx to get an iPhone cover. <laughs> and I remember my mum, my mum's really friendly. She saw these Filipino people that she had never met, but she's just super friendly. She's like, oh, my daughter's over there. She's pregnant, about to give birth any day. And, I, and that was the first time I was like, oh. And I said to her, oh, I, I yelled out. I'm like, I think I'm in labor because I had to stop yeah. and just breathe. And I was getting annoyed that she was meeting new friends. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm in labor now. Um, so that whole day, um, yeah, I was, I was contracting, um, yeah, mm-hmm. having contractions. Um, they were, the, you know, <clears> like <throat> 20 minutes apart, yeah. quite very well spread. And then, and then I think, when did you message our midwife? So yeah, that night, that night was when I messaged her to say, yeah, you're getting your first surges. Yeah. The first surges, um, so that was probably like more like 10 o'clock at night yeah. that you messaged her. So I had been in labor already 24 hours, which yeah. we didn't even realize. And then that night, oh, we had the TENS machine. So we slept yeah. in the lounge that night for whatever reason because I was just comfortable being on the floor. And every time I would have a contraction, you would put it on, and that was your yeah. role. So the whole night, this is going on to the second night without any sleep for myself. Um, these were like more intense Mm -hmm. i would say so the whole night contracting um having the tens machine on me 
that morning I made a green smoothie. Yep. And I remember like feeling sick. And then all of a sudden I just ran to the balcony because we lived in a little apartment. Well, not little, but a three bedroom apartment. Um, and I quickly ran and I just ugh, just spewed like onto that balcony. I just made it. Cause green we, smoothie green all over smoothie. the balcony. Yes. So that was fun for my mom. She cleaned that up. And then I was, yeah, starting really like mm-hmm. labor now. It was more active, I would say. Yep. And um, I remember just breathing. Um, and at one point you actually took me out of my whatever state I was in I was just in my own head um sorry and you started dancing with me so you just put salsa music on and you yeah we started dancing which was really cool and I just liked the fact that you knew what I needed at that time I just needed to dance mm-hmm. um and that was a cool thing I look back at that and I can remember us dancing in the living room um but yeah, later that morning it started to get more intense. Yeah, that was the last sort of fun time. Of yeah, the dancing, and, that was the and then stu- it got it. we got yeah. into it. And then I started to get really intense contractions. So we moved to our bedroom, yep. and I just lay on my side. So that for me, that was the most comfortable comfortable position. Yep. Um, still had the tens machine on, and every contraction, I was like, "Oh my god, press it now!" Yeah, yeah. And I just like pinch you or something and i was taking um, the the times in between oh, were you? the surges because okay. that's what i'd learned um <laughs> to, to when between to the surges about the time because obviously when they get shorter that was when i was that's supposed to yeah message the midwife and at this point um he'd never we had never messaged the videographer to say i was in labor like mm. we we're so in the zone like i yeah. was so in the zone i wasn't even really aware that I was in labor even mm. though this was already active labor um, yeah. I never said like I'm in labor yeah, like, right. never said those words apart from when my mum um yeah the day before when I had that contraction but um yeah I was really in the zone probably for me that was one of the worst parts to be honest um almost challenging I should say is that transition I just I remember mouth not mouthing out the words but like actually saying the words I can't do this like and I look back and I'm like that was transition and I was shaking um and I know that's a sign of transition and by this time I'd messaged the midwife to say like because this time it was like down to one or two minutes or something and I'm like you're getting these surges a lot they're more they're getting more intense so you know and she her reply was oh yeah just um, could be still another hour away. And yeah, I didn't so like, like the fact oh, that okay. no one really believed I was in labor. Yeah, and like... you were like, at that point, <clears throat> I was like, geez, man, I felt so bad for you because you were just felt like you're in so much pain. Like, I wasn't screaming out, I was really a quiet laborer, I would say, mm. for this birth. Um, but because I was in the zone, like, I didn't think about anything else, I wasn't like. Croydon, come on, contact the midwife yeah. or videographer or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't even, I wasn't aware of anything first time Bertha. Um, but I was going through transition and not long after that, she had arrived, probably maybe mm-hmm. an hour or so. Still took her time. Everyone was taking their time. <laughs> um, and the stupid thing was um, we lived in a complex. So Croydon had to go downstairs, leave me. 
in transition like mm. um and then my mum had to come into the room which was not really the best thing because she's so fearful of birth i think that the whole time she was praying in her room like well, i didn't see her the whole mm. i don't know 48 hours i feel um anyway you had to and felt like it took forever yeah go but down. you had to take um oh, i had to get like the um, supplies yeah emergency supplies. supplies like gas and yeah and anyway she came up and then i remember this moment she came in she was like okay i'm gonna check you and she checked me Mm -hmm. um and she was like you're like ready to push 10 centimeters (laughs) i'm like what the hell like Mm. i've been um what i'm ready to go and then as she checked me my waters just burst i'm just like holy moly um and that relief as well oh that relief was amazing but after that i felt like oh my god i need a poo and so when i in hindsight when i look back Mm. i remember this is probably when i actually was ready to push Mm -hmm. or ready to give birth was at that point Mm -hmm. um but i feel like it kind of stalled the labor store because we were waiting for the second midwife yeah the birth videographer because mm. you hadn't contacted her at the yeah. stage so i think you quickly contacted her well luckily she just lived like five minutes <clears> from house. yeah and luckily she was just came back from somewhere so she raced over um so i feel like i was waiting for the like remaining mm-hmm. birth team people um and yeah i just got prepped i got into my bikini um and I was like, yeah, I think I need to do a poo. So I went on to the toilet, nothing happened. Then you're filling up the birth pool. Everyone's doing mm-hmm. that. So I went out, was ready to go, and I was in it. Yep. And let's talk about that. So I was in this birth pool, you know, it was so beautiful, being in water, it was so magical. Um, but the hardest part was, like, when I was pushing or, you know, being told, you know it's time or like feeling that i needed to push when the contractions were happening i felt like he was not ready to come out and the kind of sad thing is she would um show me like the mirror she was like he's right here and everyone could see his head Mm -hmm. and everyone was like he's right there i'm like but i could feel in my body he uh, like he wasn't coming like it wasn't ready and um apparently um after this she had told me that she had said three times let's get you out of the pool get you moving about and you can come back in and i feel like that would have probably helped um just getting you know keep moving around until like i was actually ready to go um like as if the baby was coming through the canal you know um but i was there for like just over two hours um and it was the hardest time because i was like pushing and pushing and nothing was happening um and then i felt a sense that she started to get worried um and i feel like after this like if nothing had happened i would have probably gotten transferred to a hospital um maybe she would have got worried that it was too long but anyway she was like let's get you out of the water let's get you walking to the bathroom and you can come back anyway i started walking to the bathroom was like almost to the bathroom and i could just feel him coming down um, i'm like oh my god there's blood he, i think he's coming and so she got me over the toilet you were behind you holding standing, you up. <laughs> yeah, behind me and it was 
amazing. Like I could feel them coming. She kind of did um, coached breathing, mm. which was great um, because I actually didn't tear, but I think that's to do with also the Bring massage. Um, but I didn't tear for this birth. Amazing. Just had a small graze. Uh, but yeah, he came down and it wasn't intense at all. It, like he just honestly slipped out. Yeah, there was no quick. pain. And I feel like this birth was so long. Like looking back, it was probably like about 43 hours long from start to finish. Um, but there was no pain with him coming down, like nothing. It was super smooth. Um, and I was just elated. I was just like, what the hell? Like I freaking did it. Like, oh my God, like all these hours in labor, um, and I birthed my baby. So that was super exciting from, especially going, like I should have been in hospital, um, but like a few days, few mm. days before, <laughs> changed my mind. Um, anyway, we quickly walked back to the bed in mm-hmm. our bedroom and um, it was so cool seeing him do the nipple crawl. Do you yeah, remember yeah. that? Yep. You're the like, breast crawl. The breast nipple, crawl, yeah. yeah. And you're like, this is what we've watched in videos mm. on youtube and hypnobirthing videos the breast crawl here it is like yeah. you're experiencing it look at it like, oh, mm. oh my god this is it so that was so cool um we had obviously the birth videographer photographer there capturing yeah. everything um she was so good and yeah the next part was birthing the placenta so this was probably the worst part for me to be honest um it wasn't yeah. coming out and um but this is mind you like 15 20 minutes from yeah so this was like 20 minutes from birth like they started to get worried looks on their faces both of them both the midwives and i can remember their faces and they're like um hey like your placenta's not coming um we're gonna have to push push on your belly and they just pushed on mm. my belly and it was brutal it was i'm just like, i freaking gave birth like why do i have to do this and put up with people pushing on my belly mm. <laughs> anyway nothing happened so they gave me the syntosis is it pitocin pitocin so for it to release um and yeah so i birthed my placenta um i'm pretty sure i was lying down yeah on the bed and that didn't feel good. Like, I don't know. I just, yeah, it wasn't natural. I was got shot in the thigh. Like, that was probably the not natural part of the whole birthing process. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, after that, we had skin to skin. You had skin to skin. Mm-hmm. Um, later on that day, we had Sam from under the birch tree. She came up and picked my placenta. Mm-hmm. To get it encapsulated, that's My what I wanted. Came your mum came, so your mum got pizzas. So I have to say that um, actually, my mum and Croydon's mum did not want to be there for the birth. Um, they're both scared and fearful of births, um, but my mum ended up having to be there because she, um, yeah, she the baby came due overdue, so or eight days later. Anyway, Cronin's mum um, came pretty much straight after the birth yep. and saw Zephyr, which was really special. So we had both mums there. And then Cronin was like, let's order pizza, let's celebrate. So he went and got some pizza. So mm-hmm. all the midwives 
um yeah we all sat and ate pizza at home which was like just so awesome just yeah, to be in your own part. space yeah. yeah it was just and just like reflecting on the birth mm. and just sitting and talking about yeah. it was super super special so i really really enjoyed that um and then postpartum let's chat about that yeah well how was your your fourth trimester so my mum because she had come before his before he came so she was meant to be there two weeks after but she ended up being there a week and a half after and i feel like that wasn't enough time um because i don't have any family in australia like my side so um and Croydon had to pretty much go back to work after like three or four days. So I felt like I didn't have any support at all. Um, I think it was to share is like my, that's one thing to really uh, I had no idea about yeah. postpartum. It was all about the journey leading up to the birth, but mm-hmm. really I never thought about the postpartum how that how important that is compared yeah, me to too. our second child. Oh, so. so different yeah i mean <clears throat> it's just the way that uh, it happened eh? yeah and i felt like i had because we had two businesses that i still had to show my face drive there you know um keep in that loop so i was driving to oxenford with a newborn i remember mm coming home one day and i was like honestly having to slap my face like because i was just falling asleep at the wheel and i didn't realize how dangerous it is like yeah. postpartum that first month you should be freaking resting i was not resting yeah. i had um friends wanted me i remember three days mm. after a friend wanted me and i was like yeah i'll walk to the cafe mm. i had like we walked to a cafe with a newborn at three days postpartum even mm. though i had a great birth like I should have been resting, not yeah. meeting up with friends. And I had friends coming over. I had no boundaries. So, um, I think that you know. wasn't really a, a, a thing talked about. No, and I didn't know anything. Yeah. Um, so, like, they would maybe overstay there. You know, usually usually now I see, like, one hour is, like, the maximum for visitors, if you do have visitors. Um, and they would you know, kind of overstand or be just too exhausting. And then mm. I had your mum, other family members come and just sit there wanting to hold the baby. And I'm just trying to do my best to breastfeed this baby. We mm-hmm. had lots of issues with the latch, to mm. be honest. This was probably the most challenging part was the breastfeeding. He had slight tongue tie. We soon found out after maybe a month or mm. maybe six weeks. Um, but like just connecting with him and bonding and like figuring out how to breastfeed like i didn't Mm. i feel like i didn't have the space for that and then i felt judged um so to be honest it wasn't like the most blissful postpartum um but i still did feel really elated after the birth um experience so i didn't experience any baby blues or postpartum depression but i felt like looking back 100 percent, i needed more support there um because i didn't have it um and just being a business owner as well with you like we didn't have time to just Mm. rest you know Mm. um but i also wanted to say with the midwife um so as i said like it was really hard to get in to have a midwife um independent midwife and 
Um, I felt like I wasn't really supported by her postpartum. Um, You know, she would be like, I'm running late or can I come another day? You know, you're only supposed to have maximum four women or four to go to four births as an independent midwife. Um, But she told me she went to 12 births that month I birthed. So she was coming to my place during my visits. I was kind of feeling like I had to look after her because she had migraines. And I was like offering her cups of tea, chocolate or like snacks. And Mm. I was just like, aunt. Uh, so yeah, I had, as I was saying, ab separation. Um, but other than that, I didn't tear or anything. I just had a minor graze. Mm-hmm. Everything was well physically. Um, but yeah, as I said, really so important that fourth trimester, I should have been resting, not yeah. meeting up with people, not driving to freaking Oxford, <laughs> like which is half mm. an hour away, and um meeting up yeah like with a newborn baby so and also for me to be more aware of the support needed after as well you know exactly right so yeah that is our birth story um yeah i think the biggest takeaway i feel for for listeners is again everyone has their own journey their own experience but to to me i think for yourself Fatima is the education played a big part to this mm-hmm. from you know being fearful at the at the very first part first few weeks to at the end of just having more control over your body and understanding the journey and yeah I, mm-hmm. I felt like for me it made a big difference in just being educated on and realizing what a big event it is and how much you absolutely need to make it work because the birth of your baby is the, you know, the biggest and should be best day of your life. So mm. everything you can do to prep for that um, before and after your birth is mm-hmm. so crucial. Like oh, yeah. people don't even think about this, but yeah, we want to really drill that, that it's super important. Um, and yeah, so if you are interested in about um, home birthing, we do have an amazing video of this birth. Um, which we are, you know, we have shared and excited to maybe put up again. Um, but yeah, I did donate that to Hypnobirthing International. Um, but yeah, that is our birth story. Well, thank you for letting me be the co-host of the Birthing Podcast, Birthing Goddess Podcast. Yes, thanks for coming on, and um, yeah, really, really. I'm grateful that we were able to um, share this story because I haven't re- really shared it like this um, and be, a- be able to talk about it from our point of view. So, um, yeah, I'm really grateful that we were able to do this and, yeah, share it. Yeah, and if you are pregnant now or looking to conceive and postpartum or wherever you're at, just, uh, yeah, we wish you all the best and hopefully this podcast and other stories in this episode has, has helped you become more aware of, of the journey of everything pregnancy birth and postpartum absolutely so thanks so much for listening and um yeah we will be posting um or doing another episode on our second birth story very soon so stay tuned bye for now bye for now